This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And I'm guessing there's a real good chance you'll hear this gentleman asking a question. He's our Browns beat reporter. He's Daryl Ryder. He's brought to us by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hello, Daryl. Hey, guys. Happy New Hello. Year to you. Happy New Year, guys. Are you playing Joe Flacco at all? Uh, I would for a couple series. Okay, why? Um, I am a believer in, uh, momentum and, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, just get them out there, treat it like a, you know, the, the preseason dress rehearsal, if you will, get them out there for a quarter or maybe, uh, even a half, get them a little work in and then, uh, sit them out, uh, the second half. Um, I, I, I think that if you live in your fears that, that's when bad things tend to happen. Also, too, like you see teams that have buys in the playoffs. They don't. <laughs> it, it, it's rather commonplace that they get bounced from the, from the postseason. I think a lot of that has to do with they kind of lose momentum a little bit. And this is a football team that's really picking up steam uh, down the stretch here. They've won four straight. Um, you know, Joe Flacco is amidst the best statistical stretch of his uh, career. Which mind-boggling it is, uh, considering the uh, you know the whole situation being what it is. Um, but yeah, I I would give him a little burn on Sunday. I would not play him the full game though. All right, Daryl. He doesn't need me to be his agent, but I'm going to be his agent anyway. If you're not going to give him a chance to win the whole game by himself and thus secure the seventy-five grand, I'm cutting him the check anyway. Joe, thanks. Here you go. We're we're going to take you out. Don't worry about your bonus. Here it is. Well, you, remember, well, remember, Deshaun Watson was credited with uh, a, a victory statistically for the Indianapolis Colts game, and he played like two series. Correct. So, correct. So, However, yeah. But what if the Browns? What if the Browns lose the game? You know, and then Joe wouldn't get the wouldn't get the bonus. Yeah. So I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pay the man. Oh. Well. Uh, if, if, if he starts and they win, he gets the check. So it if he plays two series and they lose, he doesn't uh, get well. the check. But I'm paying him anyway, Daryl. I'm paying you too. Just uh, FYI, well, you get a I bonus. Just, uh, well, Menigan, you get a bonus. <laughs> I I did not get a bonus. Anyway, um, I it's more funny how he cackles uh, after Jeff brings up me giving a bonus. <laughs> um. Uh. 
we did ask Joe a, a, a kind of a, a about that a little bit, you know, and he just kind of rolled his eyes and said he doesn't care. So, you know, which I don't know if I was in his position, I would care about that aspect. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he, I, I think he has really come in here with uh, just an incredible mindset and incredible focus. And that has really kind of rubbed off like the little stuff, the stats or like you brought up the, the bonuses that are built into his contract and stuff like that. I'm sure privately he cares about that stuff. Right. But um, it's not something that he's really focused on, you know, talking about when you listen to him speak, just everything is about, you know, just doing his, doing his part to help the team win and, and things like that. But uh, look, um, I think that I don't necessarily disagree with you, Jeff. I think that, you know, I, I would have just, you know, built in uh, a, a playing time incentive in there in addition to winning games incentive. But um, I don't, I don't think Joe is, uh, is hurting. He did really well as a member of the Baltimore Ravens, yeah, both sure on the field and financially. Yes. Jeff Driscoll signed with the team onto the practice squad. He'll be addressing the media uh, at least in the near future, Daryl, you think we see him on Sunday at all, or is this just in case of emergency break glass here, PJ Walker, the ball game is yours. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess he, what Kevin Stefanski has to say about that today. I, I have no idea. Um, um, they did bring him in though. The, the purpose of them bringing them in was because of uh, depth at that spot and to give them the flexibility to, sit Joe Flacco in the regular season finale. They, they are currently carrying three quarterbacks on the active roster, which is something that they've not done a lot of uh, this year. Um, but to get Driscoll, they had to sign him to the active roster because, again, he was on the Cardinals practice squad, and those are the rules. Um, I, I think that if they had their preferences, they would have liked to have, a, have someone they could sign to the practice squad. But the reason they brought Jeff Driscoll in was because of the experience with Alex Van Pelt. There is familiarity there. Just look at the special teams moves that were made last week, right? Ties to uh, Bubba Ventrone and things like that. So the relationships uh, thing does matter uh, in personnel moves. And uh, so I, I think to your point, if Driscoll is put, they would feel comfortable, I should say, putting Driscoll out there. Uh, and they feel that he has enough basic knowledge just walking in the door uh, to be able to function. Daryl Ryder joining us, our Browns Beat reporter. Daryl, same type of thing with Roger Saffold. He was signed today to the practice squad veteran. Yeah. He's from here. Does that mean you can sit Wyatt Teller, you can sit Joe Batonio on Sunday, or is that strictly a depth yeah. move? I think I think that that's part of it, too. Um I honestly, I think this is lining up to the starter, the key players, the bigger name players uh, playing as little or not at all uh, on Sunday. Um, but yeah, that's again, another depth because to be honest about it, they, the offensive line has been hit pretty hard with injury too. So this, this not only isn't a, that you know, you bring in a player that's got a couple of Pro Bowls under his belt. He's been in the league a long time, right? Um, and he can play and tackle and can, guard. 
Yeah, and that's what I was just about to mention. He's very versatile. So uh, you, you, you have him available. And here's the other thing, too, is come playoff time, practice squad elevations don't matter now if from the standpoint of the limitations go away. Um, you can uh, you get your two elevations, but you're not hemmed into the three elevation rule in the in in, in the playoffs. So um, that doesn't apply. So he's a guy that they can, uh, you know, if they need offensive line depth, whether it's in Cincinnati or whether it's uh, throughout the playoffs, he's a guy that they can elevate without having to put him on the uh, 53-man roster. Our Cleveland sports reporter, Daryl Ryder, joining us, of course, brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, do you think the Browns would have any interest in Dalvin Cook? They should. I would. Um, I mean, Kevin Stefanski uh, obviously has experience with him. Cook uh, was very complimentary of Stefanski when the Browns hired him as head coach back in January of 2020. So um, it is certainly something I would – if I were Andrew Barry, I would absolutely have interest in. How does he fit, Daryl, if he were to be put on this team? Uh, I would probably have him be – I'd still keep Jerome as the one. Um, you know, I think they've done a real nice job using Kareem Hunt in specific situations. Um, but I, I think that he would give them – uh, another look if you know they're you know things aren't going right away uh, as well as you want early in a game you could throw him in there and see if he can uh, do anything for you but yeah I mean uh, I I would absolutely place that phone call the one thing I think is interesting there Daryl and I, I like Pierre Strong I'd love to see more of Pierre I would think you'd make him inactive from a running back standpoint, but he's a critical Correct. part, of, but he's a critical part of special teams. Right. And so, that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the rub. And that's yeah. why, while I would make that call, I don't necessarily list the Browns as the favorites to get him. Um, but I would absolutely try if I could. That's interesting. Daryl Ryder's joining us. He's our Browns beat reporter. The, uh, the defense, Daryl, has been such a catalyst this year. And Andy and I went over earlier in the show. Some of these big-time media outlets have the Browns, well, ESPN 7th, NFL.com 7th, Athletic 3rd, Pro Football Focus 6th, or Pro Football Talk, excuse me, CBS 5th, in their power rankings. And I think it's such a tribute to the defense because that's been the steadying influence here. And the offense has been kind of up and down. But now the offense is... is Dare I say, is it safe to say the, the offense is caught up enough that that's a legit ranking, or are these guys being a little optimistic about the Browns? Um, I'm trying to remember who the, there's someone else that did rankings this week, and they had the uh, they put the Browns as Super Bowl contenders. Uh, they had the Ravens as the juggernaut, and then they had uh, they had the Browns the next level down. Uh, second in line is is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So now I I don't think that I mean obviously the rankings are fun to talk about that yeah. you know various personalities and media outlets come up with and and things like that. But um, well, let's be honest about it, the Browns have been at the bottom of those rankings for the better part of 
two and a half decades. So it's nice to see it, it's nice to see them up at the top. And it's and it's not. And look, I, I don't feel like it's lip service. I, I think that they're receiving the respect that they've earned um, throughout the course of the season. Um, I, I think that the uh, the defensive transformation this year under Jim Schwartz has has obviously been instrumental in that. Um, but and considering how successful the offense has been using so many quarterbacks. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, that's why Kevin Stefanski is my coach of the year. Uh, like with all due respect to what Demetha Ryans has done in Houston with the Texans, I realize no one expected them to be a, a, a contender this year and things like that, but no, no, nobody has had the volume of success that Kevin Stefanski has had considering half his key playmakers are on injured reserve. Uh, including quarterbacks. So um, uh, that's why, to me, Stefanski gets the nudge because of the adversity factor and what the Browns continually overcome week in and week out. So, um, you know, it it is nice, though, to see whether it's, you know, uh, the national shows, uh, TV and radio, the podcast, the you know the the fun rankings that come out it is nice to see uh this organization and this football team receive the the, the recognition that they have uh you know that they, they frankly earned um in spite of everything that they've gone through the fact that they're 11 and 5 right now uh they've lo- they're locked in uh, to their fifth seed, they'll be the top wild card uh, in the AFC. But they're as dangerous of a team going into the playoffs as anybody right now. Um, obviously, I think um, when when I look at the tiers of the league this year, I think Baltimore and San Francisco are indeed in a class of their own. <clears throat> but I would absolutely put the Browns in that second tier right behind those teams. Uh, and if there is... Uh, a, a team that can beat either of those teams. And well, they, first of all, the Browns have, have beaten both of those teams. They're the did. only yep. team in the NFL to do that. But, um, you know, when you're talking about the big picture, winning the AFC or winning a Super Bowl, I definitely feel like the Browns legitimately are a team uh, that can absolutely compete on the level as those two. Big story around the NFL right now. It doesn't really have the Browns sitting smack dab in the middle of it, but it's something that they do a boatload of, which is the ramifications that have come out of the Detroit Lions game with the eligible tackle as a wide receiver. The Browns are notorious for having Michael Dunn, Nick Harris, whomever have to report as eligible. Is that something that's been circulating around or the, the Browns locker room with an emphasis on it this week? Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. No, because they've been doing it right. And here's the thing. Like, I get Dan Campbell's frustration, right? He was trying to deceive the Dallas Cowboys and confuse them about who reports eligible. Well, here's the thing, though. When a player, uh, a lineman, reports as an eligible receiver, the official opens his mic and announces that he also steps toward the defense 
and tells them the numbers of the players who have reported as eligible and uh, he motions with both of his hands down his shirt. It's the same motion that, that you know, players, there's a verbal report and there's the, the signal report. And the player, you know, when he reports, he, he says, I'm, I'm eligible. And he's, you know, running his hands down the front of his, uh, you know, jersey to, to not only visually report, but verbally report to that official that he's available. And so uh, while I kind of feel bad that, you know, that didn't work out for Dan Campbell. But at the same time, you got a little cute and you ended up confusing the official. And and that to me, that's on you. Um, there's never been an issue with Kevin Stefanski, knock on wood, with that situation. He sends a couple of guys out there, whether that's Nick Harris or he said done or whatever. You know, official announces so-and-so and so-and-so have reported as eligible and the you run your play. Like, so I think Dan Campbell uh, – it, it, it's hard for me to defend Dan Campbell's anger. Like I, I understand his frustration that it didn't work, um, but you know uh, he he tried to get you know too cute with it. And again, like it's a requirement that when a player reports is eligible, that you know they do it visually, they do it verbally to the official, and that official announces the numbers to the defense of the players that reported as eligible. So like, I, I just, it, again, it, it's hard for me to, to really be on Campbell's side on that one. Daryl, we'll listen for you in Kevin's press conference. Thanks buddy. Talk soon. Yep. You got it guys. Daryl Ryder, our Cleveland beat reporter joining us. And he's brought to us by Shivin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.